0: something for once this is the final episode of channel zero candle cove now like i said i will be back for the next season of channel zero but in the meantime i have full intention of covering another series and also finishing up with the watching with hindsight series as well but uh, before we get into the before we get ahead of ourselves let's go ahead and watch the finale of Channel Zero Season 1 Candle Cove. So we started our last episode with young Eddie. Or we start our last episode. I already fucked up. My God. We start our last episode with young Eddie talking to grown up Mike on a bed. Uh, very nice of him to read Mike a bedtime story, uh, even if it is Long John Silver, which is a boring fucking book. Eddie says he understands why Long John Silver kidnapped a kid. Eddie gets up and says he looked out for himself just like we do. Mike gets up and we see that the bed is in the middle of a field outside of town. So apparently this is all because Eddie was bullied and Mike helped him let out the darkness. So apparently this whole series has been about anti-bullying? Maybe, I guess. I don't know. Eddie says he could not have done this without Mike. Mike requests the release of Lily, but Eddie refuses. He sees his hand is now the tooth person's hand, it's revealed that he's now changed completely to the Toothperson, and he sticks his arm down Mike's throat. So we get kind of an explanation that I guess the Toothperson is the physical manifestation of Eddie in the world. Um, he's got a couple of them apparently because he's also he also has a section of him that is Skin Taker, which we will learn in a little bit. But yes, so apparently the, the couple of times we've seen the Toothperson, that is actually Eddie walking amongst the living, but apparently he can't do it for too long. So cut to the real world. So again, we start an episode with a complete dream sequence. Mike is sitting on a bed while the TV shows nothing but static. Every time a TV in this show shows static, I'm reminded that that doesn't actually happen anymore with modern TVs. Um, so most of the TVs we see are tube TVs, so it does kind of make a little more sense, but uh, most people don't have tube TVs anymore. Um, but flat screens are kind of a thing and yeah, when there's no when there's no input to a, a flat screen TV no static, it just either cuts to black or cuts to blue So, um, kind of a thing of the past the static clears and we see that Lily is in the mouth of a cave again she's calling out for Mike cut over to Gary and Lady Cop uh, I can't fucking remember her name I know I know, we learned it last week I think it's Amy, I'm just going to keep calling her Lady Cop and this is the last episode I don't give a fuck but they arrive at the edge of the woods. Uh, Gary says that Mrs. Booth has been heading, seen heading into the woods. I don't know who saw her, because nobody else is out here, but a bunch of kids and her. Uh, they hear someone step on a twig and go to investigate. They say that it's Alex Rye, which is apparently one of the kids, and they also spot Francis as well. Uh, the other kids arrive in kind of a semi-circle. Lady Cop, despite saying don't move, doesn't shoot Mrs. Booth when she leaves. Cut over to Mike and Marla arguing about Mike going to get Lily. Mike says he may ask her to do something that she won't want to do. And Mike's wife arrives asking where Lily is. Again, kind of your fault for not watching her. Cut back over to Gary. He's trying to calm down the kids and get his own kids back. He says, somebody hurt mom. Yeah, the other kids that are standing there. I'm pretty sure that that the kids know that these other kids killed their mommy. Uh, Gary says it's his job to protect him. He will protect him now. Uh, and Gary kind of lets the other kids start to up, creep up on him. Mike is trying to get Erica to calm down. He says he can't take her to Lily, but he does say that uh, he's not delusional, which is exactly what someone who is delusional would say. Erica screams, tell me where she is, and Mike just fucks off. Back to Gary, and he is actually leading his kids out of the woods. So I guess that worked. I don't know why they didn't try this earlier. Uh, Lady Cop is still searching for Mrs. Booth, and we see Mrs. Booth is in her trailer praying. We get a shot of the woods, which fades into the face of the skin taker. So I'm guessing she's bringing, she's praying to bring the skin taker here. Uh, if she does, Lady Cop is fucked. Lady Cop sees the trailer and heads towards it. She opens the door to find the trailer is empty. She starts to search for the trailer, Doesn't find anyone, then rounds a corner and sees Alex standing there without saying anything. But then she just walks past him and out the door. Mike and Erica are walking through the forest, and they come across Lily lying on the ground. Mike stops Erica from running to Lily, and she says, what is that? Uh, It's Eddie, in his Toothperson mode. Toothperson walks up to Lily's body, and Mike proceeds to walk up to Toothperson. He drops to his knees before Eddie. Eddie caresses him, and the camera cuts away. And at this point, I assume he's sticking his toothy dick down Mike's throat because we start to hear Mike gag. Erica just kind of stands there and watches. We hear Mike hit the ground, and uh, Erica starts to approach Lily and Mike. Uh, Millie, we see Mike's body is just laying next to Lily, uh, and Erica uh, crouches down and kind of caresses them both. And we can see that Mike now wakes up yet again in this little fake hotel room of his. Uh, so then Mike gets up from the bed, TV's still full of static, he leaves the bedroom, and he's in a huge hallway. Calls up for Eddie, so obviously, again, this is taking place all on his mind. Mike uh, opens a side door and walks into a room, where he finds himself in a classroom. There's a bunch of kids that are sitting at the desks, and they're all bloody. I think one of them is missing part of their face, uh, so I'm I'm assuming that these were the kids that Uh, that Eddie had killed. So I think it's five kids, counting Eddie. And there was four kids in the classroom here. So I'm thinking that's what this room was, kind of a representation of the the kids that he killed, or maybe it's them now in this world that he created. Uh, So Mike leaves and we see the skin taker standing in the hallway. Uh, Really creepy scene of just having the skin taker kind of staring at him. Skin taker starts to shake his head back and forth really fast. Uh, before he stops and starts slamming his head into the wall. And then this stopped being creepy after this point because he starts to violently slam back and forth in the hallway, and it looked really comical and not, not scary anymore. It He proceeds to then run up to Mike and disappears. Mike looks up, and it's back in the original spot again. Uh, but now it's got, like, big stalks of wheat on his hands and head. Well, those start on fire. He starts his head on fire, he starts to walk towards Mike and then he kind of steps up to Mike's face and disappears again and what the fuck is wrong with this thing? It's like so you're just trying to scare him, I guess because he didn't really fucking do anything with him and also like i said this this went from from creepy to like unintentionally funny really quickly because less is more on this stuff we've been they've been doing a really good job throughout the whole series of you know keeping things doing the less is more approach keeping things to a minimum so they don't oversaturate everything but this here was just they forgot all about that and were like we've got this really creepy guy in a mask so we're just going to have him do a bunch of crazy shit and he's going to come back again and continue to be more of a nuisance than actually something scary back from commercial and mike enters another room Uh, this one with a bunch of giant strips of what looks like skin hanging up Eddie calls up to Mike, and we see that Eddie is just lying on a bed. Uh, Really awkwardly, too. He doesn't look naturally laying there. Mike asks what this is, and Eddie says it's his room. Naturally. Uh, The skin taker is again walking around. Eddie says this is Jawbone, but that's not his real name. His real name is a skin taker. Well, then why'd you call him fucking Jawbone? Why didn't you call him Skin Taker? But this also explains why there's a bunch of skins hanging up, because apparently that's what he does. Although... Never actually heard of any... I don't think we ever heard of any of the kids getting their skin taken. So, I mean, it's a cool concept. Doesn't make a lot of fucking sense, but it's a cool concept. And he says it's not his friend, it's part of him. He says that once he goes home, the skin taker will keep my company. Well, that's nice. He made a friend for him. <laughs> it could be worse. You could be there by yourself. You've got a bunch of creepy kids that you can play with. You've got a skin taker that can just do creep, creepy shit to you. I'm sure there's something else creeping around this place, too. Uh, Mike proceeds to ask where Lily is. Eddie says inside, and the skin taker rips its face in half. We get a shot of the tooth person before Mike is again in the hallway. This time Lily is there with him, and she's pretty upset and wants to go home. At this point, I was I was just like, so this entire episode is going to just take place in this weird fucking room which doesn't look bad i mean the hallway thing it's it's an interesting concept um the execution is almost there Uh, it's it's lacking a little bit for me and and the constant quick cutbacks to it and where it's just kind of like that eddie is omnipotent here uh it kind of ruins it a little bit because you know i understand you want to make mike feel a little bit um like everything's stacked against him here but nothing has actually done anything to him like the skin takers had a couple of shots at him and has just been like I'm scary woo so I don't know um where was I yeah so we get uh Eddie standing in the hallway and he says Lily can go home but Mike cannot Eddie says it's Mike's turn to uh, stay here while Eddie goes out into the world because Mike killed him and he owes him one uh well you know Mike killed you for a reason everybody and you were killing kids Mike says the place is real, and if. Or Mike tells Lily the place is real, and if she ever hears a call to her, not to listen. We cut back to the skin room, and Eddie now has Lily for some reason. These quick cuts are not scary, they're more jarring and more confusing than anything. Like, if I, it doesn't give me a sense of an unease, it just gives me a sense of, like, alright, what the fuck is going on now? So Mike says to, to let Lily go or there's no deal, and Eddie just lets her go. Uh, we see Mike crying because this is probably the last time he's going to see his daughter. Lily walks into the TV, and we see her return to her body. She wakes up, and she's reunited with her mother in the real world. Eric and Lily get up, and they just fucking leave Mike's body lying there. They walk away from him. So good, good people. So Eddie was about to leave before Mike asks him to stay with him. Eddie yells at him to look at him. And the skin ticker rushes up and just starts sticking shit into its face. Like he's got sticks and he's just jamming him into like where his eye holes should be. Man, oh, my gosh. This, this thing really jumped the shark quickly here. They had a really good idea and they've been using this guy effectively for like a couple of like real creepy moments. And then they're just like... All right, now he's going to stick a bunch of fucking twigs in his face. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why is it hurting itself now? Um, They could have done a little bit better of explaining what this thing was, and it didn't feel like this thing had any... Like, I get I, I get the TV show, because, sure, he liked, he liked dolls. He made his own... not dolls, uh, pirates, but he made his own pirate doll as well. So obviously he created those things, you know? This thing here, like I said... He he never took any of the kids' skins, I don't think. I mean, he might have skinned them and put them up in the tree, but there wasn't, like, a story at any point in time through these six episodes where there was, like, a town legend of a skin taker or anything like that that really would have put a lot more emphasis on what the fuck this thing is. I get the tooth creature because Eddie's got an extra tooth. Sure. It, it it's what sets him apart, and he, he'd he be obsessed with it because he wants to be just like his brother, things like that. I get that aspect of it. I don't get what the fuck this thing is. So, Eddie is upset because Mike left him, and Mike says they never finished their game. Eddie says they never will. Mike says if Eddie wins the game, he can leave. And it still doesn't seem to convince Eddie, so Mike says, The reason the card game never ended before was because Mike was cheating. Every time that his stack would get low he would put a a face card up towards the top of the pile. So this game is essentially war, I think is what it is. They tried to make it seem like it was a a complete fabrication of the show, but it's really just split the pile in half, and each person puts on the card. Whoever's got the higher card takes it and adds it to their pile. And then whoever has all the cards at the end of the game wins. That's war that's other than with I'm, I'm assuming it doesn't have the added doubles aspect to it but i don't know so that seems to convince eddie they hop on the bed and start to play uh we cut back over to lady cop walking through the forest and then instantly cut back that was a wasted fucking scene nothing happened it was just like oh by the way lady cop's still looking yeah we got that we figured she was back over to the brothers playing cards and we see Erica and Lily walking and they arrive back at Marla's. She asks where Mike is. Erica calls 911 as Lily hops into Marla's arms and we kinda cut away from them, cut back, and we see Marla's gone. Uh, I'm not sure why Erica can't drive to the hospital at this point because she's not made it to Marla's. I assume Marla's got a car, but apparently she would rather have an ambulance come there when nobody's really hurt. Mike accuses Eddie of cheating because it's the world he created. And of course the cards fall his way. Uh, Eddie says without a body he has to hide like a monster. Which kind of explains his whole tooth thing. But with Mike's body he can get his hand on some sweet young children. Wait. No, no, that's probably accurate. It seems like he's been talking a lot about trying to get his hands on some kids. So uh, he's going to apparently turn Mike, Mike Painter, into a pedophile. Marla sees Mrs. Booth in the woods. Uh, instead of just kind of walking past her or getting on her way, she walks up to her. Mrs. Booth starts to get real cunty and says that Eddie has been talking to her all the time instead of his mother. Marla calls her a withered chicken-hearted thing, which is uh, a very, I guess, a classic old-person thing to say. Mrs. Booth says she is sharp as a razor blade and raises up the hook to show. Mrs. Booth says she is Eddie's mother's now, mother now um, and... Marla says, you're nobody's mother, you, you, you killed your kid. Mrs. Booth proceeds to stab Marla in the back, and then in the gut, and then stabs her a third time in the back before she gets shot in the neck by lady cop. She drops the hook, and Marla grabs the hook, pulls it back, and buries it in Mrs. Booth's face. Lady cop calls for an ambulance. So that does it for Mrs. Booth. I don't know where the kids went, because we're not going to see them the rest of this episode cut back over to the brothers, and Eddie has won the card game. Mike asks for one more game. Eddie says he wishes he could, but has someone to be. Good line. Good line. I liked it. Uh, Mike tells Eddie to let it go. That it was just children. Eddie is convinced that he has been doing good for the world. And Eddie crouches down in front of the TV as we fade over to black. We come back from commercial. The sun is shining, and it's a beautiful day as we are a few months later. Uh, Lady Cop is saying that Mrs. Booth is responsible for the deaths of the kids from 1988, Gary's wife, young cop, Daphne, and the other deputy. We get a, a shot that Gary is moving out of town, I don't blame him. Lady Cop arrives back at her desk. She thinks about taking down Gary's generic picture of dogs playing poker, but decides to leave it up, because I guess, why not? We see a Lily's drawing a picture of her and Mike surrounded by darkness. Um, we hear that Erica and Marla are having a conversation where Erica wants Marla to move in with them. Marla refuses and says, this is my home. She starts blathering on about some fucking bird seed. and they, they both leave and leave Lily alone. The TV turns on to static. We hear the candle cove music. We slowly pan over to the TV to see pirate Percy on TV. Eddie and Mike's body enters the room and turns the TV off. We go slow pan back to Lily. She proceeds to go on to coloring. Erica returns to grab Lily. She gives one final look to Uncle Father before she leaves. A slow pan back to see that Eddie has left. We cut to black, and suddenly we're back again to the previous scene where Lady Cop is now checking out Mrs. Booth dead on the ground. A real jarring cut. And at this point, at this point right here, I was like, when when we had the whole shot of, you know, like, her seeing Eddie there, I'm like, all right, this is how we're going to end it. We're going to end it that Eddie's in the body, and he's kind of wreaking havoc, and uh, I don't know. But then, so we cut back here, and after I got over my initial confusion as what was going on, we see that Marla has taken off, and she comes up to Mike's body. Um, then we cut back over, we, we really cut around a lot to try to fill in some of the blanks, because... We're about to find out that we just got lied to and on some of the things we get convenient editing to take some things out. So we cut back to the scene where Lily first returns back home and we see that she whispers something to Marla in her ear. And then we cut back over again and we see that Marla walks up to Mike, lays down next to him and covers his mouth and nose with her hands. She holds his mouth and nose shut as he kicks and kicks, and Mike dies. Marla proceeds to kiss him. We cut back over to the skin room, and we see Eddie walk up like we did in the previous, previous, previous scene. Walks up to the TV. He can't get through it. He proceeds to punch the TV, and we turn back and see that Mike has now turned back into Kid Mike. He says they were supposed to be together, And I'll stay, and so will you. We cut back over to Marla watching over Lily and Erica in the present day. So this is right after she just saw who we were supposed to think was Eddie, but was apparently actually Mike, but Mike's, like, spirit, turning off the TV. And we see Marla watching over Lily and Erica as a bird eats from a bird feeder. And we cut to black, and that's the end of the episode. So a lot of shit happened at the end of that episode, and it took me a little bit to parse out what exactly happened because they did some kind of kind of editing to build a little bit more tension to it where we started to, to just jump around all the place. But essentially, so Mike's whole thing was he told something to Lily before she left. Most likely, tell Marla to come kill me. And Marla goes and kills Mike, thus also killing Eddie and kind of sanctioning them off. But Lily was able to see Candle Cove, which I'm assuming was Eddie reaching out to her. And then Mike was able to manifest himself and shut the TV off, thus keeping her from Eddie. So they don't have a body But they're still, I guess, wherever, I mean, mean, we know they're still in the skin room and everything like that, but they still are able to kind of enter our world and apparently still kind of fuck with Lily. So that's kind of messed up. The other thing, too, I would have rather this episode ended with the line, I'll stay and so will you. I thought that would have been a much better ending than having Marla looking over in Lily and Erica, because we already know that they're all fine now, as fine as they could be. So I thought I thought it would have been a much better one to just kind of, it would have felt a little bit more punch. Instead it was like, you got the punch, and then you got just a little bit like a caress afterwards. You're just like, alright man, like, that's you're trying to leave me with a happy story, but, I don't know. But all in all, I thought this was uh, was a decent series. You know, six episodes, uh, pretty tight, there wasn't too much extra kind of fluff thrown or anything on like that. Uh, In terms of like overall horror factor, it had some good moments to it, but it didn't have, um, it it, it went way too much into the mythos where they were trying so hard to, to build up this like supernatural element to it that the rest of like the horror aspect of it suffered as well as, you know, some of like the character building where I didn't know a lot of people's names and I'm pretty good about knowing people's names. Uh, you wouldn't know it from this, but I'm I'm usually really good. Where if if, I, if I'm watching a show, I pick up people's names really quickly, mostly because they're seldom said a lot, uh, but also because they're they have interesting character developments. You know, like Lady Cop. Like I said, I I think they told us her name in the fifth episode, and that might have been the first time we heard it. So yeah, I I don't know. Like I said, I thought it was good. I I definitely would recommend. You know, watching the series because I I thought that it's it's worth a look. Um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do next season, because we know we're getting the the nowhere house, or no end house. Sorry, no end house, uh, which uh, to me was kind of mediocre. But I I thought I was curious what they were going to do with Candle Cove because of the fact that Candle Cove was a much shorter story. It was a really good story. I liked it a lot. Um, but I was like, oh, how are you going to adapt this into six hours of TV? And they did a good job on it. I mean, they, they took the general idea of it and built upon it and built a whole new story on it. So I'm, um, you know, no, no end house has a little bit more of a story to it, but again, it's one of those things where, um, unless it's, it's going to be difficult, but I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. So we'll see how that goes. Um. But with that, I think we'll go ahead and close the chat, the book on this one, um, or change the channel, for that matter, if you want to get punny with it. And uh, go ahead and say, you know, um, go to quest.network.com, check out all the podcasts there, make sure to stay subscribed here, as we're we're going to be um, finishing off Westworld pretty soon and starting a brand new series, as well as continuing to bring you movies when I get a chance to. I'm hoping to get the Final Destination series started up. Uh, we'll, we'll actually be reviewing every single one of the Final Fantasy. Final, final Fantasy, Jesus Christ. Final Destination movies. So stay tuned for that. But with that, we'll see ya. We got
1: guns, than Better, better. Better run. We got guns.